0: Hey guys, it's Darren in podcast form, and hey, today I wanted to talk to you about the only productivity principle you need. That's right, I figured it out. You can stop searching for productivity apps, hacks, tools, tricks, and tactics, because this is it. This podcast, this concept, is all you need. Of course, when you hear statements like that, you should run for the hills and burn down the podcast you just listened to because that host has failed to understand that every single one of us is different and that there are very few, if any, absolutes here. But hey, salaciousness sells, right? I mean, I'm not curvy enough to sell sexy, so salaciousness will have to do. What I can tell you is that I've looked for hacks and shortcuts and tactics when it comes to productivity for years now. Literally years. It was at least five years ago when I sat down every morning for two months straight listening to Tony Robbins talk tapes before work, taking notes and waiting with bated breath to hear the magic words that would unlock my productivity and change my life. Those words don't exist, at least not in a universal one-size-fits-all version. The principle, however, that Tony Robbins teaches is one that has worked for me. It's just taken... Me like four and a half years to actually implement it. So the real overarching principle is that ideas aren't worth anything unless coupled with execution. You should go and uh, there's a post by Derek Sivers about that. Uh, Derek Sivers has a website. It's called sivers.org/slash/multiply. That's the one you're looking for. So here is the recipe for an incredible productivity in your life: chunk it down. Tony Robbins chooses the word chunk to describe the concept of taking a big idea, a big goal, or a task and splitting it up into smaller, more manageable tasks or chunks. Gary Keller in his book, The One Thing, calls it focusing on the one thing that you can do today that by doing makes everything else easy or unnecessary. Greg McCown has a similar um, identical concept in his book, essentialism even Noah Kagan who has also spent a ton of time helping people focus on the one big goal and working backwards wrote a post about quant based approach to marketing so a lot of people have written about this and spoken about this and talked about this but the principle for all of these people is the same you pick a goal a thing that you want to accomplish and set that goal post far in the distance it could be a month it could be a year it could be 5 years Though in my experience, shorter goals, meaning less than a year, tend to be more effective than long five or 10 year goals or plans. Um, Then what you do is you work your way backwards in a systematic way. What that means is that you spend time looking at the actual steps that it will take to reach your goal. It means doing more than just writing down the goal on a piece of paper, sticking it on a wall and forgetting about it for the next six months. It's okay, we're all guilty of it. Just stop doing it now. So let's look at chunking in action. Um, Let's take the example of making a movie since that's the space I live in. It's a huge, seemingly insurmountable task, right? Well, yeah, if you just put make a movie on your reminders app and don't actually make meaningful steps toward doing it. 2017 goal, make a movie. 2018, why didn't I make a movie? So what you have to do is chunk it down. There are at least four big steps in making a movie. First, you have to write or acquire a script. Second, you get into pre-production. That's where you do all of your planning for the production of the movie. Then you do production. Then post-production. And then a fifth one, really, is distribution and marketing. Because let's be honest, it helps if after you make the movie, people actually watch the movie. It's even better if those people spend money to watch the movie and that enough of them do that so that you can use that money to make another one. Now, just looking at these steps, especially if you've never made a movie before, it can seem impossible. So what do you do? Chunk it down even more. Let's focus on just that first uh, chunk, writing a script, since it's really the only one step in uh, the movie-making process that we have any control over. We don't need permission or help from others to accomplish the goal of writing a screenplay. So we go from write a script to... One, come up with an idea. Two, write a log line. Three, test the log line with ten friends. Four. Re- revise appropriately. Five. Write a synopsis or a treatment. Six. Get feedback on the treatment from ten friends. Seven. Revise accordingly. Eight. Outline the movie scene by scene. Nine. Write Act one. Ten. Write Act two. Eleven through thirteen. Write Act three, four and five if you're not sticking to the traditional three Act structure. 14, take notes on the rough draft and write draft 2. 15, send a draft out to get feedback. 16, revise, write draft 3. 17, repeat over and over again until you have a solid draft that's ready to go out to cast, financing, distribution, etc. 17 steps? Are you kidding me? No, (laughs) I'm not. And, And each step takes anywhere from one day to a month or more. So this process could take anywhere from a few months to a few years. The important reality of this principle is that it applies to every creative endeavor, writing a book, creating a website or a piece of art, you name it. The big takeaway for me, at least, is that these steps are things you can actually do. Look at a few of the steps again, write a log line. You could do that in a day. I mean, you could write 50 versions of a log line in just a few hours. What about write Act 2? Hmm. Well, I mean, we can probably break that down even further, right? What about write five pages or one scene a day from Act 2? Movies tend to have somewhere between 50 and 75 scenes or sequences in them. It's a very broad stroke I'm painting with here. But that means you could write a draft of a movie in around two months of consistent work. Okay, so many of you already know this. People with larger followings than me, again, have written about it. So why spend all the time listening to me? Because I feel like the thing that we often forget is about how important it is to focus on what we need to do next. The hardest part for, about productivity, in my experience, comes when we don't know what to do next. Uh, I mean, this is what all the success or failure hinges on. If the specificity of your goal only goes as far as, quote-unquote, write a book— then what do you do today? Build a website? Start an email list? Find a publisher or an agent? Maybe order 12 books on Amazon for research? Go back to the website and re, you know redo that landing page. Which one of those actions, if any, will get you closer to your goal of writing a book? The answer is none of them. No, the first thing you need to do is write a book all of that other superfluous stuff is just getting in the way until you actually have written a book. So you need to take that goal and chunk it down until you have something you can work on and accomplish today. Today, I will write five pages. Today, I will write 1,000 words. Today, I will make seven sales calls. Today, I will design three pages of my new website. Not you, author guy or author girl. This is for someone who's making a website. That's their big creative thing. So here's the approach that's worked for me over the last year or so. I want to clarify the concept a little bit using the terms macro, micro, and task. The ultimate macro is the big goal, the one thing you're shooting for. Write a screenplay is a macro. You know you've succeeded once you have a stack of 120 nicely bound pages sitting on your desk. The macro, however, isn't something actual, actionable, so you have to break it down. The list of f- the 17 steps above or earlier are a combination of macro, micro, and task-level steps. Macro, write act two. A micro, outline a movie scene by scene. A task, today I will outline five scenes. Are your creative brains ready to explode yet from the rigidity of this concept? Well, good. You're going to have to break yourself of the idea that creativity just happens when you're inspired, that great works come about through serendipity and raw talent. That's all BS. There are countless examples of authors, screenwriters, artists, comics, and more that have written about this process. I would check out Deep Work or So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport if you want a deep dive on that concept. Now, in my experience, the inspiration comes after I've already sat down to work. It's after I'm in the zone, which never happens unless I've plunked myself in front of my computer and started typing. We have to put in the effort to get started first. The times where I've found myself sitting in front of a blank screen waiting for the muse are the days that I haven't planned out what I need to accomplish that day. The muse never shows up, and those days tend to suck. The days that I get into a state of flow are the ones where I have an extremely clear view of what I need to get done that day. Then so what I do is I put that task into a very visible place so that I can reference it easily as soon as I sit down for work. It can't just be hidden in a notebook unless your process is to sit down, open the notebook, and start working on the task that you wrote down earlier. I've never written a screenplay in a single crazy spurt of inspiration. I have, however, written a number of screenplays, each a little differently over the last eight years, but with one thing in common, writing pages every single day until it's done. It's the same process uh, with the book that I wrote, the same with blog posts that I write, the same with short films and work for clients that I do. It's how creative work gets done. You take a big goal, then you chunk it down into macros, things that will take about a month to accomplish. Then you break the first macro step down into micros, things that will take about a week to accomplish, which means each macro step should only have about three to five micros or else it's too big. So a macro, write act two. Your three micros could be right pages one through 25. Then Then the second one is pages 26 through 50 and the third one is pages 51 through 75. Because act two in a three-act structure is typically about 75 pages long. But then you take your weekly micro steps and you turn those into daily tasks. So your micro one, write pages one through 25, now means that you're writing five pages a day for the next five days with the goal of accomplishing micro one, which is write pages one through 25 of act two. Now, will every day and every week go perfectly? Absolutely not. You'll have days where you only get one page done. Some days you'll get sick or have something else that prevent, comes up and prevents you from going into the office or getting any work done that day. But then some days you'll really get into it and you'll knock out 20 pages in a single day. When these things happen, when uh, you know Netflix drops the next season of House of Cars and you got to binge it for a day – what do you do is you go back and you regroup, you go back to your list of macros and macros and tasks, and you reschedule, and then you just keep going. This process is the only one that has allowed me to have any sort of consistent creative output. About two months ago, I started a daily email newsletter where I've written one or two posts a day and have yet to miss a single day. Now you compare this to a few months before that when I attempted a 100-day challenge on my blog and only got a few weeks in before giving up. So what was the difference? With the new daily email, I know exactly what I'm gonna write about every single day. I already have over 300 topics written out and categorized so that I know when I sit down to write the email for the day, I just go to the next prompt, copy and paste it into my email application and type away. The emails take anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes and I'm done. I've made the task as simple as possible to execute. When I did the 100-day challenge a few months before I started this daily email, I would sit down at the same time every day, which was good, but then I'd try to come up with what I wanted to write about right there on the spot. That was bad. It didn't last very long. I think I got about to day 32. So taking the huge task of writing an email day for a year, which is the macro, preparing for the email so that the daily tasks were easier, that's the micro of preparation and research, This made all the difference in writing the daily tasks. Sorry, the daily emails, which are the tasks. So what's your big goal? Now it's time for you to take the next step. What are you trying to accomplish? What's the big goal you've been dreaming of for years but haven't even taken the first step? Or maybe you've stopped and started a number of times only to find yourself no closer to the goal than when you started. Try out this process. It will feel weird at first. It may feel like a betrayal of the promises you've made to the creative side of your brain, but it's exactly the opposite of that. The preparation and planning removes the pressure from your creative brain so that it can focus on the task at hand and just being creative. You've freed it from the swirl of doubt and uncertainty and fear and given it an open, blank sheet of paper or webpage to explore and create in. It sounds incredible, right? It is. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this practical approach to creating your work is helpful. Please let me know if you try it and how it goes. Send me links to the stuff you create so I can see it. I really want to check it out. And if you liked this uh, clip or this segment or this podcast, whatever you're listening on, if you liked it, please leave a rating, leave a a review on whatever.